further in. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey Amy, let's talk about grace. Yes, let's talk about grace. grace. Such a tricky thing actually. I grew up with the phrase greasy grace. Oh, I know. I've never heard of that before. Well, I'm a little older than you. I bet you your mom and dad have. Okay. (laughs) Greasy grace. Not quite old enough to be your mom, but yeah, like, oh, just greasy grace. You know, they preach a gospel of greasy grace where you don't actually have to change your behavior. Oh, okay. So yeah. now so, I'm like, making this connection. Sticks. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. And you recently had an experience? <clears throat> yeah, it was It was where um, the idea of cheap grace was brought up. Which would be like the 2022 version of, of greasy, greasy grace. grace. I, I think so. Where let's call it's, this greasy grace, okay? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, cheap grace. The idea that... Um, there's so much emphasis on the love of Jesus that we've detached it from the idea that while salvation is a gift, that our behavior still needs to change. Mm-hmm. And are we cheapening grace? Mm-hmm. And when I first you know, became aware of that, I was like, I guess in my head, my first reaction was, but grace is free, so it can't be cheap or expensive. It's just free grace. <laughs> Amy, you're so sensible. I love it. But then as I thought about it more, yeah, I actually see a bit of the tension. Oh, there's absolutely. I mean, this has been the age-old question. And I think in some ways, again, it might be people that are a little older than you. Um, and our listeners will be all over the place on this. But the pendulum swings. Oh, for sure. Right? Yep. yep. And so I can really relate to... A terrible weighty sense of the fear of God's anger, Mm. of shame and judgment around sin. Like I struggled so much and I remembered like weeping as a like probably 22 year old. I have this one distinct memory. It's the prophet Ezekiel says, he's like, I'm going to take out your stony heart and give you a heart of flesh and just like crying like... God changed my heart because clearly I still love sin so Mm. much and like... It's, it, that's a good thing to pray, like God changed mm-hmm. my heart. But I had no sense that he was happy to do so. Yeah. And then the pendulum swings. Right. To Jesus loves you so much and he yeah. just is with you and he loves everything about you. And yeah, the sin thing. Yeah. And I desperately needed a revelation of his love. Yeah. So that I could approach him mm-hmm. open hearted without shame. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like that Ephesians 1 passage where it says, before the foundation of the world, God, you know, planned out that Christ would come. And it says, it gave God great pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's like an amazing revelation to me that God didn't just have to. Yeah. Because I'm so sucky, yeah. right? Like, this obligation thing, mm-hmm. this, and it was just like it gave God pleasure because He likes me so much. He wanted to do this for me because He loves me. Like that was an authentic encounter with grace yeah. that then did way more to change my behavior. Yes. Than my misery. Right. And I think that is where the tension is, mm-hmm. is in it's 
we can maybe have in our mind, it's like, okay, yeah, we don't earn God's salvation. Great. Mm-hmm. We can have that, but we can have this twisting of, but we better behave like we appreciate what he's actually done. Well, yeah. Right? Just in like a, I feel towards my kids when right? they didn't thank me for supper. In a weird way <laughs> that I still don't think is is godly alignment. No. Right? It's, And also, I think, with the cheap grace concept is the undercurrent of obligation. We owe it to God mm-hmm. to change our behavior. And what's interesting is, is, as I've seen kind of things that connect to that on Facebook or Instagram, the idea around cheap grace, it's a lot of we are not, there is not um, the, re- the repentance and calling out of behavior. Like repeatedly it's centered around behavior, which mm-hmm. I find so fascinating because... Which is only the manifestation of the problem. Exactly. Right? We could fake our behavior all day. Yeah, but not man, maybe behind closed doors. No. But, but yes. But I right, Jesus mm-hmm. talks about how he's like, you know, what what's going on with our heart is what comes out. Yeah. And so you're just a whited sepulcher, a whitewashed grave if you're just behaving on the outside without a change of heart. Right? So I think man, to like to call and repent and acknowledge the the anger mm-hmm. or the envy. Mm-hmm. In my or heart, the addiction, because I think addictions where people right, really get stuck is like a, a. I don't know how to say it, not is a much deeper change in repentance and and giving to Jesus than merely like acknowledging and repenting from my behavior. Yes. But how do we how do we hold that? Of right, this is the thing. I'm like, okay, there's a balance, but we pendulum swing, and yeah. any yeah. given day mm-hmm. of like free grace, yeah. And yet there does seem to be stuff, right? Especially in the epistles that seems to lot. indicate how we act somehow is connected with all of this. You know, it's kind of my favorite once in a while because of this whole greasy grace, cheap grace. Depending on what era we're in. Yep. Um, like, if you just take a read through the deeds of the flesh once in a while in Galatians 5, it's, uh, just, it's just a good governor, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's not even just all... Are you laughing at me calling it a governor? Yeah. <laughs> do you even know what that is, Amy? I do. It's the thing that, like, throttles things back, right? Yeah, that keeps your motor yeah, from yeah. going too fast. Like, you yeah. can put a governor on the motorcycle so the kid can't go too yeah. fast. But, you know, good, good, good. So I realized I sounded like a grandma when I said that, didn't I? <laughs> A little bit. I sound like one of those people that's worried we're not preaching enough hellfire and damnation. <laughs> we just gotta just gotta remember. Here you go. Galatians 5. Um, and I just it's so good. He's like, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives so you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Okay, right there. Okay. Right there, actually, I think it's not saying, hey, you make sure you don't do these things. Yeah. But it's like, let the Holy Spirit guide your life, which then ties into lordship and surrender to Jesus, allowing him yeah. to do the work. But continue. Yes. So it's a good starting place. I'm always thinking of the, all the but ands because I'm having a conversation the other day with someone who's like pretty, a person who has big emotions and coming from me, that's rich. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll just call it that. <laughs> they have big feelings and they easily seem to confuse their feelings with the leading of the Holy Spirit. So, you know, having a good old vent about what's wrong with the church and the pastors and yada, yada, yada. Don't worry, it wasn't about you. (laughs) It was a very broad and generalized conversation, which is also not helpful for my soul. (laughs) But so many big feelings about what's wrong. And, you know, and, and there's a we can easily start to think those feelings are the Holy Spirit guiding Mm. us. 
And how do we know then? Right? How do we know then? Like, what's the purifying of those things as well? So we, I mean, I would say, we'll see, because we're verbally processing here. We can do an edit in two years, right? When I learn more. That some of those lists are necessary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, The Ten Commandments, boom. We need that. There's a big red line right there. We need that. But then the nuance of those things. Yep, I think th- you're right. It is very important that we see and and as we read those, right, especially in the Galatian ones, which you'll I assume you're going to read in a moment. See if I can get a word in it. Right? Exactly. Is <laughs> is very uh, kind of in your face. Yeah. That you can't yeah. nuance your way around them. Yeah. To dismiss them out, out outright. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is opposite of what the spirit wants. The spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature wants. So how do we get the spirit to give us this desire, Amy? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're asking a question. <laughs> I hope our listeners love this as much as we do. So often, it's like, because sometimes you do ask questions and then you answer your questions, which is fine. But then I just never know if you're asking me or like hypothetically asking. (laughs) This is always when I wonder if my sister's triggered. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, right. I think I, um, off the top of my head is really that like act of is surrender lordship of Jesus continually leaning in and turning it and kind of doing that. Like what you said, Ezekiel. Yeah. Creating me a new heart. Yeah. Give me a heart of flesh where I have a heart of stone and I don't care, actually. Right. And create a new spirit, like whatever that is. And I also am going to do a plug here for the spiritual disciplines. Yeah. I was reading in Luke today, Luke 12. And again, it's about surrender and clinging to your life. and, and, And don't be afraid. Does worry add an ounce of anything to anything? Does your father not care about your future? Will he not provide for you? And in that moment, like there I am with my coffee and my Bible at 630 as I do every day. And some days it's not that exciting, actually. I mean, the coffee's good. Does that really tell you how spiritual I am, right? And he's speaking to me and convicting me in the most sweet way. Like, don't worry, little one. I love you. It's one of my favorite verses. Don't worry, little flock. It gives the father great pleasure to give you the kingdom. And so there it is. This, and even as I'm repeating it to you, mm-hmm. which is another way we stir up the spirit, my spirit is like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I want. Where last night when I went to bed, my flesh was going worry, worry, fear, fear. And I'm like swatting flies, swatting flies, right? I mean, there's a reason why the spiritual disciplines they matter and have they've been there for thousands of years. For thousands of years. Yeah. Right? There's yeah. a legitness to them. Worship also yeah. shifts my focus at the community gathering where you and I have yeah. these conversations and we challenge our thinking so that I don't start to think my desires are actually the spirit because you're like, really, Michelle? <laughs> <laughs> that seems interesting. Right? And fasting. I was reminded again, mm. like, I'm alone so much some days. I know it sounds like heaven to some people, but really enough is enough that I can get so wasted on my phone. Mm. just because I'm bored. I'm bored packing another box. So I quick check my messages. And then 20 minutes later, I'm still scrolling through and I feel gross. And And then I get a TikTok. You know what? I need to fast. Yeah. I actually need to fast again and just shift my heart towards the Lord. Whatever your go-to medicating thing is, whether it's work or phones or food or you name it, TV, I don't care. Whatever Mm -hmm. it is, your thing you do to numb, stop for a while. Yeah. And what that is, is just to realign yes. ourselves. Not punishment. And, right. Not punishment and not trying to like earn intimacy. Yeah. But, but create space and for God will tell you what it is. Intimacy. And in that space for intimacy, for me, it's like every time I have the trigger to do the thing, whether it's when I'm fasting for food or say for my phone, when you have that twitch to do it is when you stop and you turn your heart mm-hmm. towards the Lord and just say, I acknowledge my need of you. Yeah. 
That's that, it's that simple. I acknowledge my need of you. I need you to satisfy my soul. Mm-hmm. And I ask you to stir up my spirit to want what you want. Mm-hmm. It's so powerful. Exactly. Okay, so okay. Galatians, what are this yes. list? Okay, we're going to get there, right? These two forces are constantly fighting each other, and you're not free to carry out your good intentions. I just love the humanity of yeah. the writing. <laughs> but when you're directed by the spirit, you're not under obligation. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, so when you fi- follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality. Well, I'm good there. I haven't yep, had an affair perfect. in years. Not done. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures. That doesn't exclusively sexual. No. Idolatry. Uh, uh, yeah. That one's an easy one to maybe recognize. I hope so. And if or you don't recognize easy. it, let me help you. Have yep. you craved the good opinion of someone else more than the opinion oh. of God? Idolatry. Yeah. Yep. Sorcery. Well, done any spells on anyone lately, Amy? No. Have you thought any curseful thoughts towards someone else? Probably. Exactly. Hostility. (laughs) Hostility. Quarreling. Okay. Let's just say political debates. Hello. Have you had one of those little informal chats where you all feel self-righteous in your echo chamber? Yeah. I mean, that is quarreling. Jealousy. Outbursts of anger. Selfish ambition. Dissension. Division. Envy drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Goodness, right? But the first few, you're like, okay, I got it. I'm okay. Yeah. And then as it goes on, it's just like that thing of like, you know, not in a oof, but in a like, okay. Yeah, I've I've not made Jesus status yet. Right? And it's like, maybe I haven't gotten wasted lately. Yeah. <laughs> lately. Lately. <laughs> At least for a few but, days. you know, selfish ambition? Yeah. That's a human thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, any kind of selfishness, the outbursts of anger. So maybe I don't have big old temper problems, but yeah. I feel that, that grind inside yep, of me, that, like, like smack down. Yep, that and whoosh. that is actually yep. not, right? That's not filled with the spirit. Yep. It's a place where I need to meet God. There's yep. no shame. There's no judgment because Christ paid the penalty for that. Yep. But he loves me so much. He does not want me to be bound by that. Yeah. And that's the grace. <laughs> I love it. Let me tell you again. He says, I just love. Some, sometimes y'all need to hear it again. As I have said before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God is here and now. It's mm-hmm. just the authority of Christ, which brings righteousness, peace, and joy. Yeah. Right here, right now. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our mm-hmm. lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Sometimes people get annoyed when I talk about this being filled with the Spirit characterized by these things because they think mm. it's like wishy-washy. Mm. But I don't think it is. No. And just the word gentleness is strength restrained. Mm-hmm. And that is a powerful thing, an incredibly powerful thing. And so I don't think it's a cheap grace at all. No. But like you said, it's free. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to bear the weight and the shame of that awful, like, you are not loved. You are not worthy. You and I were just joking about this before we were recording. I was like, no, I need to feel that shame so I don't do that stupid thing again. I was yeah. talking about something dumb I said. <laughs> and we laugh about it. Yeah. But we do actually cling to shame sometimes, thinking it's going to help us not sin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? It's like, but shame has never been a good motivator for <laughs> deep, lifelong change. Yeah. And I would say the fear of punishment is a better motivator than not being motivated at all. Yeah. But it's a very immature one. Yeah. 
and we can grow into a deeper relationship with God. And all we can do is get to know His love. Mm-hmm. His love actually compels us to change and, in a way that's life-giving and liberating. Yeah. And I read something, I think, from Rich Villitus that talked about, um, you know, sometimes to, uh, sometimes talking about God's love so much is viewed as a weak thing. Mm-hmm. But love is act- God's love is actually one of the most powerful forces in the world. And when, it has brought about change. Yeah. And when you have an authentic encounter with that love... It's not like this big effort to stop sinning anymore. I mean, I just love the story of the woman at the well so much. Yeah. And it makes me laugh. There's so much in it that's so nuanced and fascinating to me. But she runs back to the village saying, let me tell you about a man who told me everything I ever did. I would feel like that's a recipe for shame for sure, right? Yeah. But she encountered love and she was liberated from shame, which then made her like the first missionary. Mm-hmm. She's the first person that Jesus revealed himself to. And then she ran back to, and the whole village came out to meet this man who told me everything I ever did. Because when we encounter his love, those things have no power over us anymore. They're not defining us. Yeah. And so greasy grace, cheap grace, I don't think there's any such thing. There is no such thing. Nope. It's free grace all the way. It's free all the way. And it does not take away the compelling call to live in the fullness of all that God has for us. But it does remove the punishing shame of alienation from God because we're so unworthy of His love. And so we do pray that you, our listeners right now, wherever you are, you would just be encountering the love of God. We bless you to be freed from the weight of shame and obligation. The fear of punishment be lifted off of you. We bless you to encounter the love of the Father, the friendship of Jesus, and the power of the Holy Spirit as you head further up and further in.